It's Jim, it's the world of bonds. It's Friday the 16th of June 2022. This is for professional investors only, never ever investment advice. So much going on, to be honest. I mean, not least natural gas prices in Europe spiking by nearly 25% at one point yesterday. Global stock market route, 3% off pretty much everywhere. And a lot of this provoked by uh, lots of central bank meetings uh, over the course of the week, including the Fed on Wednesday, where we got a, a 75 basis point hike with much more to come. The ECB meeting, where we got the promise of an investigation into new instruments to treat fragmentation, um, i.e. to stop the, the route in Italian government bonds, BTPs. No news on what those new instruments will be, but you know, don't fight the Fed, don't fight the ECB. They've got unlimited amounts of money. The market gets that. And as a result, uh, 10-year BTPs rallied about 40 basis points yesterday. And there was a, a bit of a sell-off in the bond market, perhaps as people thought that there might be a rebalancing, you know, quantitative tightening in core Europe, quantitative easing in uh, peripheral Europe, Italy, Spain, Greece, etc. Um, so that was a, a big driver of relative returns there. We also had an, an unexpected rate hike from the Swiss National Bank. So they've been in negative rate territory for a long time. They hiked rates by 50 basis points, now at minus 25 uh, basis points. They've always been worried about uh, the Swiss franc being extremely strong if they moved away from negative rates, but they're still going down that path at the moment. And finally, the Bank of England yesterday expectedly hiked rates by 25 basis points, although I think there were three votes for 50. And short-dated gilts had a bit of a sell-off yesterday because uh, in the language was stuff like they're ready to act forcefully. And in particular, the headline that will be in all the papers this morning the uh, forecast from the bank that inflation is going to hit 11% in the UK. So uh, pretty depressing news there. The final central bank that's worth mentioning is the Bank of Japan. They announced that they are um, going to continue doing what they're doing. Uh, they're not doing anything with interest rates, so they're still uh, bucking the global trend in terms of rate hikes. But they do continue to also support the JGB market with their yield curve control. So remember that 10-year yields are, are pinned with an upper bound of 25 basis points. And that's pretty much where they've traded for uh, months and months now at that 25 basis point level. Longer dated bonds that aren't pegged have been selling off somewhat. But remember, if your 10-year is pegged, there's... Um, not a lot of point in being too pessimistic about 11 years or 12 years, etc., etc. It has an impact still at the long end too. But the market is starting to break down. The, the JGB market is believing that that peg is going to break. Perhaps in response, you know, I, I'm not convinced that there is a, a significant inflation problem in Japan at the moment. There hasn't been for um, a couple of decades now. But the yen weakness, it got out to 135 against the US dollar, will be a concern. And maybe that is a transmission mechanism for higher inflation, particularly on energy prices where they import a lot of their oil. And so the market thinks that that peg is going to break. Pegs do generally break in, in a violent manner. As a result of that, you're starting to get a disconnect between 
the valuation that's on your screen, on your Bloomberg screen right now, I can see 10-year Japanese government bonds quoted at 23 basis points. They did get to 26 basis points overnight before the BOJ stepped in with its unlimited buying operation to keep it below 25. Um, if you actually wanted to sell some JGBs in the open market, however, I was told by someone yesterday that, that did try this, uh, the quote was 38 basis points. So to... Um, you know, the official price may well be 25 basis points, but just like in a black market in uh, currency trading in uh, East Germany or whatever, the official price and the actual price do start to diverge. So the person told me to try to sell some yesterday, tried to sell them, and they were quoted 38 basis points. So a 13 basis points difference um, from the official price and the actual price that someone would buy them off you. Um, perhaps in anticipation, maybe that was a yesterday story because they thought the BOJ was about to break their, uh, their word effectively and change that limit. But you're also seeing a big basis. Basis is the difference between one instrument and another where, where it ought to be the same. So it reflects liquidity preferences and um, squeezes and things like that. But at the moment, the JGB future has been trading at about 50 basis points. So anticipating that the BOJ will move um, away from that 25 basis points. So things are broken in markets at the moment. It's not, um, it's not a normal, sensible market. We're also seeing a bit of breakage in the US Treasury bond market where we have um, situations where on-the-run bonds, you know, if you talk about on-the-run, you're talking about the big benchmark traded uh, issues for two year, five year, 10 year, 30 year, etc. And off the run, these will be the things that were on the run uh, last year, but now become off the run, you know, they're not the most liquid benchmark. And you're seeing big differences, there shouldn't be a difference, really, these are still hugely liquid, big bond issues. But people don't want them. They're, you know, the market makers only want to now trade the big on the run issues. And so the big, big uh, dislocations, and that means if you're a long-term investor and you're prepared to sit these things out, you can buy 20-year uh, uh, US Treasury bonds, which are completely unloved, probably about 10 basis points higher in yield than they should be if you kind of fitted a traditional yield curve through US Treasury bond yields. And so, you know, those dislocations, you might think are a good thing for investors, but they do they do indicate that things have, have gone wrong in markets and that, that, that things aren't going well. Talking of things that aren't going well, credit um, was a lot wider yesterday once more, so investment grade credit, six to 30 basis points wider uh, for the, the higher beta stuff. Uh, US, sorry, UK retail names were up to 40 basis points wider yesterday as um, we had some profit warnings in UK retailers. Um, and banks have been particularly weak in recent days, especially the subordinated bits, the tier two stuff. Yesterday was 25 basis points, up to 25 basis points wider in spread. The crossover, um, 565 basis points. So, you know, lots going on in credit, lots going on in government bonds. We are a little bit better today in government bonds. Um, markets have recovered towards the end of the day yesterday so 10-year bonds are now at 166 that's six basis points lower on the day um, and where are we on gilts uh, slightly better two or three better across the curve now i said i'd talk earlier in the week about jim reed's uh, annual deutsche bank default study 
It's um, something that's been going for, for years and years now. Looking at the underlying fundamentals of credit, looking at where they think defaults could go over the cycle and over the course of the year. And it's always an interesting read to see where we've come from, what episodes in history are, are interesting and perhaps informative for what's going on at the moment. I think to, to summarise the report, we are going through at the moment the shallowest and narrowest default cycle that we've seen since the start of you know what Jim would call the start of the leverage finance era, i.e. the invention of high yield bonds, the invention of the idea that companies could borrow money to gear up their balance sheet. Um, you've all studied Mogliano and Miller and stuff like that in finance classes, I'm sure, that says that um, a levered company, because of the tax shield for your corporate bonds, ought to um, do better for equity investors than an unlevered company. <coughs> anyway, since the start of that great innovation of leverage, um, default cycle's been extremely low, effectively. So um, we're in a 40-year low for the triple C cohort, the junkiest of junk in terms of defaults. And if you look at the, the higher quality junk bonds, double Bs, single Bs, nearly a zero default rate over the last year. And this is obviously thanks to policy, thanks to monetary policy, thanks to corporate bond buying programs, thanks to fiscal policy, etc. So we've been in this structurally lower trend in defaults and we can justify this lower uh, default environment, justifying lower spreads on corporate bonds. And you know, if you go back um, a year or so, spreads got down to kind of 50 basis points for high quality investment grade, certainly for the CDS index, that we were down below 50 basis points. But um, Deutsche Bank's forecast is for a recession in 2023 towards the second half of next year. And that will lead, in their view, to a big, big rise in default. And not just that, but a structurally higher default cycle than we've been used to. And talks about um, a tug of war. Um, this tug of war will continue between higher real yields. We talked about higher yield, real yields um, on Wednesday in the podcast. You know, 10-year real yields in the US are up at 0.8%. We've gone from minus two, effectively, to almost positive one in tips real yields. Um, that's the real cost of borrowing for companies, for households, and that will rise, or lead to a raising, rising default risk um, in, in bond markets. But as part of the tug of war, nobody wants to see this higher default cycle come through in a post-COVID world, in a trade war world, in a Ukraine-Russia world. So there will still be this interventionist uh, idea from the authorities fighting these higher real yields. And, and that will mean it won't be a straight line up in higher defaults over the course of the cycle. But unless inflation does fall back quickly, um, they believe that the default rates rising more quickly will be the dominant theme. And um, you know this H2 2023 recession will cause, in their view, a massive rise in high yield spreads out to 850 basis points. Remember when we talk about corporate bond spreads, a thousand basis points is regarded as the whole market being in distress, effectively on average, a thousand is the kind of distress marker for um, a, a credit. So not quite getting to that level, but 850 is kind of comparable to 
where we got to uh, in COVID meltdown uh, days. Investment grade, 210 basis points spread. High yield underperforming. That's kind of what we see in credit crises in any case. But US high yield in particular, seeing the biggest area for default. So they forecast a 10.3% default rate for 2024. And I guess most worrying, this isn't a spike. This is a spike with a persistence to it. So it stays high throughout 2025, uh, maybe 5%. Lower default rates in the Eurozone, slightly better quality market, I guess. Fewer triple Cs peaking at just under 7% there compared to 10% for the US market. But if you're in the junkiest of junk, we talked about triple Cs. These are the most levered high yield bonds. Jim predicts um, a, a peak 12-month default rate there of 45%. So pretty much half that market defaulting. And what's important is that your spreads do compensate you for default rates in, in many areas of the market. So even if you were to buy double Bs, a basket of diversified double Bs without doing any credit work, so not, not prioritising good ones over bad ones, the spreads that you're going to get may well compensate you for the expected defaults and so you'll still come out ahead of cash or ahead of government bonds or ahead of whatever you're looking at but for triple c's that is you know assuming a 40 percent recovery rate which is kind of market standard so your bond goes bust but in the legal process you get back 40 cents in the dollar from your investment assuming that uh, jim says triple C's just simply aren't going to compensate you for the huge wave of defaults we're going to see there. So it's a pretty bearish view from Deutsche Bank when it comes to default uh, expectations for the next couple of years. Um, I think they predicted, this came out I think in the first week of June, you know, two weeks later, um, their prediction that spreads would tighten somewhat over the course of the year looks to be blown out of the window already. We're seeing huge widening in corporate bond spreads at the moment, but nevertheless, uh, you know, it may be the timing that's out and this um, the recession is nearer than H2 2023, as they predicted. Anyway, right, that's it. Have a good weekend, everyone, and uh, catch up with you next week. Bye.